Have you shared any messages, even in private, on Facebook, saying that you weren't sure about the way the 2020 election was conducted? Well, if so, you may just have been reported to the FBI. What are we talking about? Also, the PR stunt of sending migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Is this something that we want to continue? All this and more ahead. But first, I want to remind you that the Great Reset Conference starts tomorrow here in Phoenix, Arizona. And we are so excited to announce that not only will myself, Steve Bannon, and Charlie Kirk be in attendance, as well as the great Drew Hernandez, but we are going to be joined by Mike Lindell. We'll be making a special appearance in person at the Great Reset Conference. Make sure that if you're in the area, get your tickets, tposa.com slash reset, or join us on the live stream. You won't want to miss this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is September 15th, Anno Domini 2022. What are we talking about today? Tonight's top headlines, whistleblowers are out saying that Facebook spied on election deniers, quote unquote, and then reported that to the FBI. Next up in FBI news, FBI agents are now admitting a lack of white supremacist threats. This despite everything the Biden regime is telling us. Third, a little take of my own, PR stunts are fun, but it's time to close the border. And finally, Senator Maisie Hirono, the dumbest member of the Senate, has called for violence against pro-life Americans. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. There was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Post. Yeah. So you guys censored that as well. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was we we thought there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. The distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But I mean, but basically a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I no, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was it basically fit the pattern. Well, a shocking and horrifying report is out from the New York Post. However, of course, it's not a surprising report because we live under a regime. Now, if you lived under the CCP, if you lived under Stalin's Russia, Stalin's Soviet Union, if you lived under Ulbricht in East Germany, with the Stasi. Go watch the movie, The Lives of Others, by the way. Give you a great example of what this is like. According to the New York Post and the great Miranda Devine, Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government or anti-authority sentiments. Or even if you question the provenance of the 2020 election, the conduct of the 2020 election, and you are now being reported and red flagged to the FBI under what they call 
the FBI collaboration operation. Somebody at Facebook red flagged these supposedly highly subversive private messages over the past 19 months. This joint operation has been run between Facebook and the FBI in transmitting them in a redacted form to the Domestic Terrorism Operational Unit at the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. without a subpoena. It was done outside the legal process and without probable cause. Facebook provides the FBI with data and private conversations which are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoena. Now, of course, these are farmed out into, quote unquote, leads. So I just want to remind everybody that this isn't surprising. We warned you that this type of activity, this type of behavior, this type of regime was coming into place. With the rise of big tech, this is something that even Orwell couldn't have anticipated, that we would invite Big Brother into our own homes, into our own pockets into little pieces of glass in our own hands. The Big Brother would be coming with us everywhere. Now keep in mind, at the end of 1984, what does Winston Smith say, the main character? He says, he loved Big Brother. He loved him. So at the very end, he loves Big Brother. He wants Big Brother to be with him at all times. Well, that's what we've got. The conservative leaders in this country don't seem to understand this situation, or if they do, they're just completely bought off because I don't hear anyone, anyone, and we're in an election year, by the way, I don't hear anyone talking about doing anything about this. Who is out there that's going to stand up for the rights of private citizens to guess what? Question every single thing that your government does. This is the mandate given to us by the Founding Fathers. This is the mandate of Thomas Jefferson. Question with alacrity. Everything your authority tells you. Do not forget how this country was founded. We were founded on questioning the government, rebuking the government, and not letting the government decide for us that which we are allowed to discuss or what we're supposed to think. This country has turned into a regime. You're being told now that if you say something out of line, even in private, go talk to somebody that lived through the Soviet Union. Go talk to anybody that came up under Chavez or Castro down in Latin America, South America. They'll tell you exactly what it's like. You have to watch your, over your shoulder every time you have a conversation. You have to talk about things in hushed tones in the privacy of your own home. You have to be quiet. You have to be very quiet. You never know. You never know when they might be listening when they might catch you, when your neighbor might turn you in. That's the society that we have now, and that's not the society that I wanna raise my children in, and I'm not going to. Ladies and gentlemen, with everything so expensive these days, I have some good news for you. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company, is offering you a $250 savings on their three-month emergency food kit. That's right, 250 bucks off 
All you got to do, so easy, preparewithpozo.com, the lowest price in years. My Patriot Supply wants to help people as much as possible. So they're knocking $250 off the regular price of this three-month kit. But the sale ends in just a few days, so don't miss your chance to save money while being prepared. Remember, food is the first thing to disappear in a crisis. Grab your emergency food today, and it will be there when you need it most. To order, go to preparewithposo.com. You'll save $250 on each kit, so get one kit per person. Your order ships fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewithposo.com right now, preparewithposo.com. We must not give hate a safe harbor. As I said in my address to the joint session of Congress, according to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al-Qaeda, white supremacists. Well, the Biden regime is opening up a new summit today all about hate their hatred for you, the American people, and specifically MAGA Americans. Now, we know, of course, that he gave his seminal hate speech at Independence Hall in my beloved city of Philadelphia, describing his hatred and targeting of any MAGA American as part of the enemy class. You are the scapegoat. You are the problem. Now he's doubling down and going a step further with the United We Stand Summit. The United We Stand Summit, according to the Washington Times, builds on the administration's push to root out racially motivated domestic violent extremists. The threat sparked a sweeping strategy that included the creation of a new specialized Justice Department unit to combat domestic terrorism. President Biden will deliver the keynote address to highlight the administration's response to hate and put forward a shared vision for a more united America. Now, you have to understand this is done in conjunction with the MAGA American speech from just one week ago. One week ago, he described that you are the enemy class. The FBI is searching your messages in real time on Facebook, and now they're creating specialized units for the Department of Justice to go after anyone that they decide is a threat. Now, here's what's interesting. Because according to the Washington Times, current and former FBI agents tell the Washington Times that the perceived threat has become overblown under the Biden regime. They say bureau analysts and top officials are pressuring FBI agents to create domestic terrorist cases and tag people as white supremacists to meet internal metrics. Quote, the demand for white supremacy coming from FBI headquarters vastly outstrips the supply, said one agent. We have more people assigned to investigate white supremacy than that we can actually find. The agent said that those driving bureau policies have already determined that white supremacy is a problem and set agency-wide policy to elevate racially motivated domestic extremism cases as priorities. Quote, we are sort of the lapdogs as the actual agents doing these sorts of investigations, trying to find a crime to fit otherwise First Amendment protected activities. Listen to this. If they have a Gadsden flag, don't tread on me. If they own guns and if they are, quote unquote, mean at a school board meeting, you can now be labeled as a domestic terrorist. The FBI, of course, denies this, but we all know where this is going. They are taking anything they can. They have found a solution in search of a problem. Why is it that our FBI is being sent to chase its own tail in many of these cases when, number one, 
We can't seem to find them actually stopping any of these shooters that are going out there to begin with because time after again, they're all reported to the FBI months in advance, weeks in advance, years in advance in some cases. How many times have you heard? They were on the FBI's radar. They were on law enforcement's radar. And then boom, nothing seems to happen because of it. Meanwhile, they're chasing this stuff. Why? Because the Biden regime needs an enemy class. Look, when I was in the intelligence community, I saw how the cycle worked. You have these analysts that are idiots. They're regurgitators of whatever CNN tells them, of whatever the Washington Post tells them. And they will go in to the office, go into the SCIF, go into the TSSEI spaces, and they've already got their worldview programmed for them by CNN, the Washington Post, the New York Times. And so every piece of information that comes across their desk already gets filtered through that worldview, that lens that's been given to them by the far left media. Now, the problem seeps in even worse because during the COVID pandemic, people were locked out, yet they still had to churn out these reports. So what were they doing? They were sitting at home on CNN.com and about the Washington Post, and they were just reading stuff and then regurgitating it into FBI, quote unquote, field reports. That's why they were doing reports based on QAnon and white supremacists and everything else. Why? Because that's exactly what they were being fed. That's what their programming was telling them to do. This is what the NPC meme is all about. They are a bunch of non-player characters supposedly running our national security. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter, we come in free. No problem. And, and But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally. Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. So Martha's Vineyard is getting enriched by diversity. Why is Martha's Vineyard so upset about getting enriched by diversity, by the way? Shouldn't they be welcoming it? Shouldn't it be strengthening them, right? We're also hearing, of course, that illegals are being dropped off in front of Kamala Harris's house, the vice president, uh, still more heading towards New York City, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, meanwhile, in the midst of all of this, President Biden, according to rebelnews.com, is pushing Mexico to take in migrants using Trump's coronavirus expulsion order. Quote, an estimated 2 million apprehensions have been made of illegal border crossers in 2022, surpassing figures in previous years. And this, of course, is Title 42. So U.S. President Biden is pressuring Mexico to take them in from Latin American nations under Title 42, which, of course, the Biden administration had previously moved to end. So all this is going on. And I just got to throw my two cents in on this. Look, I, I get it. It's it's a PR stunt. It's 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 very cute. It's very funny. Of course, Martha's Vineyard, right? They voted for uh, overwhelmingly for these liberal policies. They've got those signs in front of their house. No human is illegal, you know. And then these are some of the most lily white uh, communities and enclaves in the entire country, particularly in in New England. But I got to say something right now. When you're moving illegal aliens further inland, you're just creating a, more of a toxic incentive for people to come across the border because you're going to say, okay, yeah, our border is still open. And oh, by the way, we're going to give you free transportation to an even better part of the country. 
Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think the actual answer is that we need conservative leaders in this country. And whether it's at the state level, whether it's at the federal level, doing everything they can from a legal perspective to shut down the southern border, close this thing off. We cannot have this. If you've got traffickers in your state, go after them, go infiltrate. There was a guy over in the EU that uh, I think he started in Turkey and he actually infiltrated one of these illegal alien streams of quote unquote refugees that were coming up through Turkey, through Greece, into the central part of the EU, into Central Europe. And he infiltrated them. He got into the telegram chats. He found everybody that was on every stop of the way helping people get in. You mean to tell me we don't have one state trooper in any one of these red states that can't do something like that or one unit, right? They got You got the FBI going after people for Facebook messages. Meanwhile, you have caravans of traffickers coming across the border every single day. And if the federal government isn't doing anything about it, then the governors of the, conser- the conservative governors in this country should go forward with their state police units, their investigative units, infiltrate every single one of these trafficking operations and blow them sky high. Then you should go under your, your state constitutions and put forward a declaration of invasion and use your National Guard to go in and take the steps necessary to secure our border. Okay? I get it. It's it's PR. It's fun. Um, it gets headlines. They say, oh, they're rare. But understand, the reason that Martha's Vineyard and Washington, D.C. and New York City are saying that their their resources are overwhelmed, it doesn't mean they're actually upset. It's because they're turning on the spigot for more federal dollars. So now more of your taxpayer dollars are going to be going directly to those cities um, that are setting up this same toxic incentive structure again. You're just going to give people more of a reason to come and target the border. The traffickers are going to use this as an advertisement, okay? So I'm not saying that it's not well-intentioned. I get it, all right? I get it, I get it, yes. Okay, I get it, right? The memes are hilarious, of course. Everyone knows I like a good meme. But when we're in a situation like we're in, I think we need to take this a little bit more seriously, and I think that we need red state governors to actually step up and say, we're going to enforce the laws of this nation. We're gonna do everything that we can. We're not just gonna make statements. We're not just gonna do PR stunts. Okay, and I'm not singling out any governor here, but I'm saying that we need as conservatives and as a movement to actually say that we are going to shut down this border rather than take people that shouldn't be here in the first place and move them further inland. When I hear my colleagues talking about how, you know, it should be states' rights or uh, government should not be telling us what to do, the word hypocrites, it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. That is how more and more women and those who support our right to make decisions about our own bodies. That is how we see it. And why? (laughs) Because that's what's happening. Madam President, I yield the floor, but clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms in our country. Yield the floor. Maui wowie. You know, I just gotta say that uh, crazy Maisie Hirono, the Senator from Hawaii, it's now I know that she's definitely the dumbest 
member of the United States Senate. But I'm still debating, and myself, producer Shah, the other producers here on the show, on, on the show and at Turning Point, we're, we're having this discussion as to whether or not she's actually dumber than Congressman Hank Johnson. Because if you remember, they're both, so she, of course, comes from Hawaii. And then Hank Johnson, on the other hand, the congressman, was very concerned that the island of Guam might tip over and capsize if there were too many uh, U.S. Marines on it when they were talking about putting their U.S. Marine base there. And so you're just looking at two of the absolute stupidest people that have ever held office in this nation. And Crazy Maisie, we call her that because you can put anything in front of her. She will believe it if it's from one of her sources. It could be the dumbest thing, the most outlandish thing. She will say the dumbest things, the most outlandish things. And yet here we have a situation where, of course, no one's going to call her out for her comments, which are clearly, clearly violent comments, clearly calling for violence against pro-lifers in the United States. And yet here's the problem. No one's actually going to say anything about this because they consider her too dumb to understand what it is she's saying. And like, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. That's exactly what's going on here. And you look, go look and see if any other members of her party, go look to see if really any of other members of conservative media, conservative leaders in this country are saying much. I'm sure the pro-lifers will say something about it as they should, because again, it's been the pro-life centers and churches that are firebombed across this country day after day. And not a single person, as you just saw the headline from LifeSite News, not a single person has been arrested in any one of these situations. Why is that? Oh, because the FBI is too busy monitoring people who might go to, to uh, school board meetings and be members of Turning Point USA and fly Gadsden flags and exercise their Second Amendment, which, oh, by the way, is an actual, so they're exercising their First Amendment, they're exercising their Second Amendment, they're following the Bill of Rights to our Constitu Constitution. That makes you a terrorist. But if you go and firebomb a pregnancy center, if you go and firebomb a church, if you go deface a church in this country, well, that's fine. The FBI is not going to do anything about that. When are you going to wake up? When are people in this country going to wake up and understand the program and the agenda that is being run on the American people? First, they push God out of the public square. Then they destroy morality out of the public square. Now they're trying to turn the guns on people that are patriotic in this country. They're going to turn the guns on people who don't want us to be killing our own children as sacrifices, blood sacrifices to some sort of pagan idol like Moloch. Okay. We used to have that in this world. Child sacrifice was practiced all across, all across the planet, but it was stopped. It was stopped as civilization developed and it was sopped as we started worshiping the one true high God. But now these people want to bring it back. You want to bring back child sacrifice. It was, it was going on 500 years ago here in the, here, right in the Americas, even in North America, the banks of the Mississippi, you really want to bring that back. That's what you want to do. Answer me that crazy Maisie. Do you believe in child sacrifice? All right, and that's all the time we have tonight for Human Events Daily. Did we just imply that crazy Maisie Hirono is a Moloch worshiper? You know, the reason they had the arms outstretched on the idol was so that the, the children would fall directly towards the fire once you put it on. I want to make sure that you knew that, crazy Maisie. Just, you know, put that in your little, your little, your little bank and smoke it, just like the children. Hmm. 
Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normal friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. What did we talk about today? Whistleblowers have come out saying that Facebook is spying on quote-unquote election deniers and reporting you to the FBI, but also at the FBI, we're, all, we're hearing that agents are admitting a lack of white supremacist threats overstated and over-exaggerated by the Biden administration. Third, um, my two cents, PR stunts are fun, but it's time to close the U.S. border. And finally, of course, Senator Maisie Hirono worshiping Moloch, calling for violence to the pro-life Americans. You know, we, have, we, we talk about a lot of stuff that's been going on. We talk a lot about our civil liberties. We talk a lot about how this country was founded. But for today's history break, I want to remind everybody, take you all the way back to 1777, a little date in U.S. history when George Washington, on authorization of Congress, appointed Polish hussar Kashmir Pulaski as a brigadier general in the Continental Army Cavalry. You know, when you grow up with a name like Posobiec, you're, you're looking at the founding fathers and saying, yeah, not seeing too many, too many poles up in there. But then you see, hey, we got one Pulaski. Pulaski went, taught the U.S. cavalry how to fight with the tactics of the Polish hussars they used in the Battle of Vienna, 1683. He taught the Americans how to fight with valor, saves the life of George Washington at Brandywine, and then later gives his own life during a charge against the British, the Battle of Savannah. So you're at the Battle of Savannah, you happen to be Polish, or you're just into U.S. history, go down and check out the monument to General Pulaski. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.